There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Andy Brant Bernard. Co-host Catherine Brandt. See? So we what's up? We did it. We did it. So I have... You know, everybody knows, I think, that we, um, well, I don't know if everybody knows, but we switched over from AT&T to uh, Mint Mobile. Everybody knows. Well, everybody knows. Well, have you, have we you, talked about it on the show before. Have so you checked the headlines? <laughs> <laughs> Skywriting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we switched over. Um, I know Dad's talked about it on the show because he was pretty mad about that $200 plus dollar, uh, bill we were getting every 270 month. bucks. Yeah. And, and then we found out that we were being billed for a line that I had called them and told them I'm switching my number because I get so much spam I can't ha- stand my telephone anymore. And yep. We were still paying for it a year and a half later. Oh, fun. Which is partially our fault because yes, you weren't paying weren't looking at the bill. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. But anyway, so I switched over. Uh, this is what I don't understand about. Okay, so the cell phone. So dad's now on Mint. I'm on Mint. Then you have to create a Mint family so I can manage his bill. We had unlimited for three months for $15 each. And now when the three months is up, we can either pay three months, six months, nine months, or a year. And you can cancel any time, which is wonderful. Yeah, it is. I hate those contracts. And um, dad used almost oh, over 20 gigs. How? How is he doing that? I have no idea. He probably doesn't I, ever connect to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, you must not be connected to the Wi-Fi. Would be my guess. That's the only Why way. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I connect you to the Wi-Fi? You probably have your Wi-Fi turned off or something. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only a thing lot. that makes any sense. Yeah, the only Cuz I used I used I used 1.2 or something. Well, see, that's the thing is like I drive 35 minutes each way to work. And I sometimes play YouTube videos in the background so I can listen to them. Mhm. And even then, I almost never go above five in a month. Yeah, and video so use, takes a decent amount yeah, of Yeah, video takes a lot of data. So to use yeah. 30 well, in a month, I don't even his know. His Wi-Fi is on. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, and I'm not on my phone very much. You don't well, maybe his Wi-Fi is on, but he's not connecting <clears throat> to your Wi-Fi network because you have to, like, put in the password yeah. and stuff. If he's not connected to the I network, guess. then. Well, yeah. it's got a little check mark and says it is. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. How do I, I tried to blame it on me, but it didn't work. No, I'm just sometimes see. your fo- sometimes phones just don't. especially after there's an update, all of a sudden everything. Can yeah, be <laughs> sometimes everything just disconnects and is but that's just weird. A lot of data for him because all you do really is check your check your Facebook 
mm-hmm. nonstop. That is a lot. Make of data. phone calls. Mm, yeah, I almost wonder if there's like some sort of malicious service running in the background. I well, just I'd can... wipe his phone and just restart anew. I'm terrified of doing that. You can go into your cellular data on your settings if you go into settings. You can see you what into, apps are using. You go into it. cellular. Yeah. Okay, going into cellular. Let's follow. Let's wait, do it wait, right wait, now. Wait, wait, there you okay, go. I'm in people, settings. people want you to put the, our pictures up, by the way, so they can see us. Oh, uh, cellular data <clears throat> options. Go. Roaming is off. No, you don't go into options. You just go okay. into cellular and then you scroll down. Okay. And it says current period, current period roaming, and then apps by usage, and it says sort by name, and then it has the apps that you use that use the most data. So, like, for me, my Safari uses the most data because that's, I, you, like, look stuff up and whatever. Sort by name. She's sorting by name right now. One by one health? Or you can sort by, you can sort by, sort by usage. Yeah. And then it does how little the ones that you use that use more or less, or you can sort by name. It doesn't matter. But then it tells you what uses data and you can turn off like if he doesn't use you know well you don't use the apple store do you no 17.9 megabytes well that's like nothing 17 megabytes yeah. is virtually astronomy? zero astronomy astronomy <laughs> audio jack who the hell's been using my phone yeah. you can turn you. all those up I don't, and I don't if turn you any of those off if you all turn hope? if you nope. turn them off you can still use them on wi-fi you just can't use them when you're using data so if it's something that's just kind of like on in the background that and close all his apps too because maybe there's some weird apps. there were a lot of apps yeah open. but why i don't open them Fitbit, you haven't owned a Fitbit in four years. You could, you could probably long. delete some apps as well. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like. She's literally going through dozens I of fit them. There we go. Well, no, but iFit is my phone, so you can't turn that off. My yeah. my watch. Minnesota fat loss. I'm not with them anymore. Mobile pass. What's that? You probably What's don't need to do this pass? on the air. If <laughs> I say. Well, yeah, but I mean, I didn't know Just it was going to be. I I did not turn any of that stuff on. Does it come on automatically or something? Pancheros. How many times do you go to Pancheros? <laughs> I ordered Pancheros on your phone once. Oh, that's, oh, that's, so that's why it's been open up. ever so you, since. So you have to shut them down after every use? No, not, not necessarily. Use, but I don't know. I don't I mean, think that any of this is the problem. Okay, I mean, well, let's hel- do the show help, then. It'll help a little bit, though. It. But I thought it was a pretty good first 13 minutes of the show. So then you well, we've only been so on for seven minutes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you, everything she's checking has is open. Yeah, everything. Every single app on there will be green because that's each app that you download is like I will use data as yep. well if I need to. Yeah, every app to, these days comes with a service that runs in the background no matter what. You don't have to open it. Right. The service is just on all the time. Yeah, so okay, you so have now to, his North American banking which company, which he uses all the time. All the time. That... I thought you could tell the apps to only be on when you're using them. Oh, no, that's location services. Yes. Okay, so this one actually needs to be on probably because you use that a lot. Okay. Let's okay. do the show now. All right. We're moving on. Jesus. So what, what's, what time's Timmy coming on? 15 after. 15. Quarter after, okay. So what else is happening in the world? Anything? 
just give me my phone here. You're going to be on it the rest of the day. I'm doing this. Well, we're doing the show now. Honey. I can do this and do oh, the show. God. Yeah, okay. Multitask. Oh, no. Multitask. Oh, no. I'm trapped. <clears throat> You're oh, trapped. I am. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We're good. So, what's happening? Uh, it was sick. The high got up to 66 degrees yesterday. That's what yep. I heard. We went, Ethan went out biking <clears throat> twice, ran around in the yard. He definitely enjoyed yesterday. Yeah. I told the kids when we got home, I was like, you have to be outside until bedtime. Yeah. That's it's basically so what happened yesterday. With and us then too. we, we pull, we pulled into our neighborhood, and they saw that our neighbors were out in their yard. They're like mm-hmm. an older couple, and they were right. in their driveway. And Vaughn was like, "Stop the car!" We weren't even <laughs> in our driveway. We were in on our street, and she was like, "Stop the car!" And I was like, "What?" And she opens the door and runs to them. And then she goes into the house and lets the dogs out, and they run to the neighbors. And it was just like. It's it's nice. It's socialization. And they played basketball in their driveway for about an hour. And then other neighbor kids came home from school. And then they all played. And then they had a snowball fight with the, you know, four-foot area that had snow left. It was great. I took the dogs for a run. It was lovely. Wow. Sounds great. It is lovely. But I tell you something that I've learned in the last several months the number one topic that people love us talking about is your children (laughs) both of you that is true all three of your children that they love hearing about them and what they do um you know you put that video up of him trying to attack me on his bike ethan trying to attack me on his bike people love that i calmed him down on the plane by showing him that video (laughs) he was like (laughs) the video of himself chasing you like (laughs) A couple, like, what, six hours prior, not even? He's like, that was great. Remember that? Yeah. He it did was love great. that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm sorry. You're so, never going sorry. to see a video of my children on the podcast So page. now that um, he's, like, so amazingly balanced with his little balanced bike thing, can he do the bigger one? Is that what he was doing? Yeah. He's not really? fast, but yeah. He, oh, my gosh. The it. first time Fawn put, went on the Strider bike, she took maybe centimeter steps. Yeah, <laughs> but she had never been on any other like bike type apparatus right, that took right. any balance at all. So she like literally, it was like, yep. Well, and I mean, he also st- kept stopping to like step on snow and collect yeah. leaves, and <laughs> he had to go over every manhole, that there's sort of thing. Oh, sure. Nothing sure. to that, go over things. There's nothing that takes more patience than a family walk with a toddler. Yep. Oh, I remember it's not just fast. taking your your park is how far away from your house, Alex? I well, quarter, quarter mile? mile. Yeah, it would take an almost an hour because Fawn had to look at every ant. Oh yeah, pick up every rock. Well, the the what's the what's the phrase? The journey is. It's not the journey. It's the des or not the destination. It's, it's the, the journey. journey. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I was like, well, now we don't have any time to be at the park, so I know. let's turn around and do it all over. I know. Again. I thought about taking them to the park yesterday, and I was like, I'm taking the dogs for a run, and we're gonna take the dogs for a walk again. To like the kids, they refused to put jackets on for school. They were like, no, it's too beautiful outside. I was like, it's I 38 it's- degrees. Oh, and they're like, it's beautiful. Cold. It's it's sunny and beautiful. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> they both Tomorrow's have jackets. They both have what? jackets at school. Yeah, it's supposed to be 25 tomorrow. Yeah. But look, then it's going look. up again, back into the 50s and the 60s. Yep. yep. That's nice. Today's the cold day, and tomorrow is coldish, and then it's going to get. Tomorrow's the cold day. 
Tomorrow's oh. supposed to be like 23. Oh, today was supposed to be the cold dates. Not now anymore? No, now it's like 35. Oh. And sunny, though. Yeah, but that, it's nice. Because that matters so much if there's sun mm -hmm. and no wind. Yep. It sure It does. feels so much warmer when there's sun and no wind. If, it's, if there's no sun and wind, it's like 35 can feel mm -hmm. real cold. But yeah, the dogs, oh my gosh, I took them for their first run in a while. And Birch just was on the couch for the rest of the evening, just like happy and tired. He's just like, oh, I feel great. He was just a puddle of yeah. dog. Oh, and the, do the kids have been asking for a tiny dog. Oh, no. Which I'm on board with. You have a tiny dog. A tiny dog. Because Fawn has a friend that has three dogs. They are all 10 pounds and under. And Fawn is like, I want a dog that I can carry around and will, like, Ma sleep in my bed. May. Mm, not really. May's, really? May's solid. Yeah, but she's she doesn't solid. weigh that much. She weighs probably 20-something pounds. Does she? What? Yeah. No, 20? She seems so 18? Daisy weighs 20. Yeah. And Daisy's much bigger than her, isn't she? I really know. Huh. Oh, yeah. And May's, oh, yeah. like, jacked. No, May's muscular. Daisy yeah. isn't. Yeah. Yeah, terriers. It's like, like Jude floppiest, yeah. least muscular dog you could find. What? Yep. Oh, I mean, he's, he's all he's flop. He's all flop. I'm looking at him right now. He's nothing he's but like muscle. The least athletic dog. <laughs> what? God love Our, him. Um, he's agile. Somebody yes. in the in the building that I used to see all the time, and they had two Cavaliers, and they both got old and died, and now they have a teeny weeny long haired Chihuahua puppy. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, it's so cute I know and it's sweet see. and it's nice it doesn't like bite you and growl mm. at you it's oh, yeah. like a nice dog yeah oliver fawn's friend they have a chihuahua he's elderly and he just loves me every time i go over there i just hold him because he weighs four or five pounds and i just hold him he wears a little sweater because he gets cold mm, <laughs> and yep. i just hold him the whole time and he's just like happy to just be i don't have to pet him i don't have to do anything he's just like put me in your hand what I remember this one time. Was that comedian with the Chihuahua, Puff <coughs> the Magic Dragon guy, or what? It, what was his yeah, name? Puff the Magic Dragon. He yep. had that long-haired Chihuahua. Yeah, it was yep. a really sweet dog. I remember this one time at Brockton Hill Tech. Someone was it a customer? No, who, there was a person that lived right next to Brockton Hill Tech. That was the that person who lived teacup Chihuahua. Chihuahua, and I remember it mm -hmm. must have been. It was like two pounds. Yeah, so tiny. It was the smallest dog I've ever seen I in my life. I think they bred them. Yeah. If I remember because there were oh. like there were like three or four of them. Yep, I remember. They well, brought one over one time, and you were like, "Look, it's the teacup Chihuahua," and I was like, like "Wow, that is a very a, small dog." That's a chipmunk. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be afraid to have a dog like that. Yes, one so wrong small. move and just step on it. I'm like five pounds is as yeah. low as I can. Yeah, for but real. But we found a tiny Chihuahua mix, and she's so cute. And she's so close to our house, and I'm like, "Kids, why did you do this to me?" <laughs> Because Fawn was like, I'm going to search up animals we can, dogs we could adopt. Mm. And then we ended oh, up finding got, this dog. Got, and I was uh, like, Look at birds her. of prey and you've got yeah. coyotes in your backyard. You might want to rethink. So I would never want a dog that a hawk or an owl could just carry away. Oh, yeah, that you have good. owls. Mm -hmm. right, we do have an owl that hangs out in yeah, the yard. We have two great horned, yeah. great horned owls. For fall. So, so I think it would yeah. have to be at least five or seven pounds <coughs> for a. I don't know what the cutoff yeah, is. What's their carrying I, I've capacity? Looked, I've looked it up before, and I don't remember because Bella was nine. Because a friend of Let's mine. Let's see, an owl, uh, great horned she was owl. She walking her puppy. It was a. I don't remember what kind of dog it was, but it was a puppy, and on the lead. An eagle came down and tried to eat it. Oh, yikes! Mm. That eagle must it, have been desperate. Got it. It got it up about seven feet and then dropped it. A great hound owl can carry like 
it looks like eight is like their maximum capacity. Okay. So they wouldn't even try to carry something over that. Yeah, that would and be like eight, if they're desperate. Well, I mean, a great horned owl only weighs like four or five pounds. So, I mean, that would be like going to the grocery store and picking up a 300-pound steak. Yeah. It's like you got to be pretty hungry to put that amount of effort yeah, into, like try to... into your meal. Yeah. Well, I wonder what a squirrel can carry because I just saw one when I was walking chewed with a giant piece of pizza. Trying yeah, to you see squirrels with pizza all the time in <laughs> West like Palm dragging. Beach. Yep. No, it's like, That's oh. true. I took a picture of that one day in Minneapolis. A squirrel was just eating a piece of pizza on the sidewalk. Yeah, why are people discarding pizza on the sidewalk? I don't know. I don't they probably know. Aren't. The, school prob- school. the squirrel probably pulled it out of somewhere a garbage can yeah absolutely people just throw away pizza and then squirrel eats it can you imagine finding a piece of pizza as a squirrel jackpot it's like that scene in (laughs) honey i shrunk the kids where they find the oreo yeah we'll be eating for days i watched we watched that with our kids this not that long ago we had a movie night, and we watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and I was like, I forgot how great this movie is. When was it? It was 89. It's got to be one of the first movies I ever watched. No. It's a great movie. 89? I was only three years old when it came out. That was a really well, good Well, I wasn't movie. even born when it came out. Uh, exactly. You had just been born, I think. just been born. Wow, Depending on what one? month it came out. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out in June. So you were a few months old. Yeah. Old enough. It's rated G. I think. Well, I'm not getting another dog until I am so old I don't want to leave my house. Yeah, I mean. Then I'll get a chihuahua. Melissa, Perfect. she keeps talking about another dog, and I'm like, I don't know. With a, you've got a toddler and a. Toddler and a cat and a dog. Cat it's it's and plenty. A dog. It's Listen, a lot. I got to play the devil's advocate. I never in my life would get have one dog ever again. After nope. having two, never. They have a, they're buddies. Yeah, they, do they hang out with each other. Lot. They play with each other. If they're bored, May goes and chomps at Birch, and then <laughs> they run around and play. Like <laughs> Daisy's I can't not a player, even, though. I can't even imagine. Daisy doesn't play. She doesn't like dogs. No, she does not like dogs. Yeah, like, she's no. weird. Yeah. Jude and Daisy are both like antisocial. They are. They just kind of yeah. do their own like thing, exist. and sometimes they'll like because they're only children. Sometimes <laughs> they'll sniff each other and go their separate ways for the next eight hours. It's, that's because they're only children. Yep. That's what happens to only children. I had a big conversation. My friend Paige came over on Friday night, and she's an only child, and we had tea and a cheese plate, and we had a long conversation about how being an only child makes you weird. Mm. (laughs) weird? She's like, I agree. Darren says there's a squirrel in his neighborhood who gets pizza at least three times a week, and he doesn't know where that squirrel is getting all this pizza. (laughs) It's got to be like they know Maybe that the got, dumpster. Got an app. Yeah. I think it's like the dumpster outside <laughs> yeah. of Domino's or whatever. They yeah. know yeah. that like this yeah. is where you get pizza. Absolutely. So when they're hungry, they just go get a slice of pizza. Absolutely. Why not? Jeez, I Jim, diabetes. I was gonna say the cholesterol of that. Oh god, squirrel. I'm sure they don't live terribly long <laughs> eating pizza all day. Eating a p- slice yeah. of pizza twice the size of them. Yeah. Um, Jim brings up a good point. Do you think you could ever foster a dog without adopting it immediately? Yes. Yeah, that's what Jim said. He said, I fostered a dog no. and adopted it within a week. Yeah, I'd be a foster failure yep, in a day. Me probably. too. The only thing that I could, I think I could probably foster a dog if I didn't have young children. And yeah, because they would put the pressure on you to keep the dog. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. And there's and no just, way a kid And could. just like, you know, rescues a lot of time come, come with baggage and you get attached and i don't know 
I'm like, maybe when I'm older, I could foster dogs. I thought about it. I don't know. Joyce in our building, I ran into her. She, um, her dog died, and she got a rescue. And she, it was through a good three months before it, three four months before it settled in. She was like, it was really rough the first couple of. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like the woman that we that fostered Birch before we got him, she was like, he doesn't know how to do stairs. Because he was a stray in Arkansas. She was like, he does not understand stairs. He's horrified of thunder and lightning. She had him for only two weeks. She's like, he's horrified of thunder and lightning. He has a really hard time with um, wood floors. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And there was one other thing. Oh, and he hates car rides. Absolutely hates car rides. I was like, and we were like, okay, like, these are things that make sense for a dog that yep. was astray a month ago. Mm-hmm. You like, you know, whatever. We got him, literally has never cared about a thunderstorm in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the car ride, like, we brought him home, and he laid there and fell asleep. Perfectly fine. He did, for a while, have a hard time with hardwood floors. I seem to recall him being weird at our house one time about, like, the kitchen, what the kitchen's floor was made of or something like that. Like, he wouldn't go in there because of the floor... Type. Yeah, he was a little weird about floors for a while because he would slip. Yeah. And so it made him – He and he has a tremor, so I don't know if that contributes to the slippage, but I don't know. And then what's the other thing that I said that he didn't like? Oh, stairs. He went up the stairs. Oh. He's never had a problem with a stair. Huh. And I was like, that's really interesting that she said all this stuff about him, and then we brought him home, and, like, none of it was a problem other than being weird on floor. I think they know when it's a forever home. Yeah. They're happy. Well, yeah. And they know when you're not going to keep them, too, I think, because I have a couple friends that have adopted dogs and then returned them. And I'm, like, oh. I'm like, yeah, that's well, on if you. you had a dog, well, no, if you had a dog that was going to bite or was <coughs> crapping everywhere. Sometimes you don't know. Everywhere. <coughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, I have one situation in particular that I'm like, you did this. Like, you, this dog could have been perfectly comfortable here, but you didn't listen mm. to what they told you to do. And then the dog became aggressive because it got nervous. Yeah. It was basically like they adopted a dog and they were like, don't take the dog anywhere for two weeks. Don't put it in the car. Like, just stay at home. They brought the dog to the cabin. They brought the dog to friends' houses, all this mm. stuff. And every single time the dog got in the car, it got more and more resistant. And then it snapped at the guy. Ooh. And then they're like, oh. we have to return. He's getting he's getting aggressive. And I'm like, this dog doesn't want to be brought anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this dog is like, you're probably going to return me every single time you get in the car. <laughs> like, he just wants to settle in. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I just saw a headline in the Star Tribune this morning. makes me very, very sad. I don't know what had the same effect on you guys, uh, but maybe. Macy's to close 150 stores amid slip in sales that it steps up luxury business. Because Nana was just talking to me the other day about... There was a Macy's like three blocks from here, and they tore it down. There's a Macy's at the Ridgedale View whatever mall, This doesn't surprise me at all because every single time I've been in Macy's in the last five to ten years, it's been a dumpster fire. Really? Yeah. Like, well, how? Why? Like, there's just – it's like – you know when you – like, Kohl's. You go into a Kohl's a lot of the time. Stuff's just kind of like strewn about. No one's there to help you. Does anyone work here – why is nothing in or, or any sort of organization at all? Like, it just, I don't know. The last few times Changing I've been. Changing rooms are dirty. Yeah. Like, they're just really? not well mm-hmm. kept mm-hmm. at all. So this yeah. doesn't surprise me. Well, this makes me very sad, though, because as a boy, being a little boy, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was a very, very big deal to a little kid. Well, I'm sure they'll still do that. They make huge money on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not going they anywhere. They're probably eventually going to become the Macy's Parade Company and just not even have stores. Wouldn't Don't even me. have stores it anymore. Seriously, would not surprise it, me. It's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Macy's I will wonder. close the 100. What? Oh, you go ahead. Macy's will close 150 unproductive namesake stores over the next three years, including 50 by the end of 2024. The department store uh, operator said Tuesday after posting a fourth quarter loss and declining sales. Macy's People do not go to Macy's anymore. Parade had a record audience last year, so it's yes. yeah. still going up. Yeah, Macy's is the parade's not even if every Macy's in the world shuts down, the parade's still gonna happen. Twenty eight point five million viewers across airings. Yeah. Jeez, that's amazing. They that's, probably don't even make money on their stores. Their stores are supported by the parade. <laughs> Absolutely. Why don't, why don't people go to Macy's anymore? Because they buy clothes online or they just go to, like, you know, Old Navy or whatever. And it's just, like, a badly well, managed the only t- store. I mean, the only time I've been into a department store in the last year. Okay. So I went, if you have to find a gown or something for a wedding, yeah, you go to the stores. You kind of have to try those things on. You can't just order them and hope. Because you might have to try on 10 different things before you find something that's nice. Yeah. Or that looks good on you. Um, back to school, we went to Macy's. That's always fun. And the kids went wild mm-hmm. and bought a bunch of stuff. And it was all really deeply discounted. So it was yeah. definitely not but too expensive. Do to you remember to how, it long, how long it took for you to check out at that Macy's with Fawn? Yes. Sage and I had walked to Gap. 
he tr we left because we were like, this is taking too long. And Sage didn't really find anything at Macy's that he liked, but Fawn found a bunch of stuff. So I was like, Mom and Fawn, you stay here. I'm going to take Sage to Gap to get him some clothes, and then we'll meet up afterwards. We went to Gap. Sage tried on a bunch of clothes. This is a five-year-old boy. Tried on a bunch of clothes. We checked out by the time that they – there wasn't even a line. No, there was mm. nobody there. By the, woman the time couldn't figure out how to apply yeah. the sales prices to certain yeah. things. This is what I'm saying about Macy's. <laughs> yeah, it was really terrible. It was ridiculous. It used to be a great store back when I was uh, your age. It was I can a great still store. find stuff in Macy's, but I hardly ever go there just because, like she said, it's just nobody is there to help you. Yeah. And when you do want to check out, you have to be like, "Hello, hello." Yeah. Hello. Does anybody work here? Here, here. I mean, it's ridiculous. And um, the only uh, yeah. So back to school. If you need something formal or a dress or something fancy for a wedding or whatever, and then I also go to the Nordstrom's uh, store and their uh, anniversary sale. Oh yeah, semi. I usually semi order everything online though, and then I go return it, and sometimes look for the items I'm returning in a different size or color or something. I just want to know how much it cost him to get the uh, float of himself at the parade this year. <laughs> I mean, millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, talk about, <clears throat> I think Macy's, they got a whole uh, ahead of this whole, you know, how people sponsor things now. Like everything is sponsored. Yep. On TV. Yep. Yeah. Macy's was probably the ones that originated that, if you think about yeah. it, because Macy's parade has been around for decades. When did the Macy's parade start? Oh, my God. Oh, long it's it's got to be like I the 50s. But apparently they it's not enough to get people in the stores seeing yeah. that name recognition, you know. I, I you know, is the one at I know there's one, I think there's one at Ridgedale there and is. certainly at the Mall of America. Yep. And I would imagine as revenue shrinks, you gotta remember those stores are still huge. So now all of a sudden you got one person who used to cover this area now has to cover this wide area, so you can't find help or whatever, I would imagine. I don't know. It's too bad that they're shutting stores. I don't get it. I like go. I don't like grocery shopping, but shopping, shopping is kind of fun. You get out, you know, you, you stroll, mm -hmm. you stretch your legs. It's, I don't know why. It's a fun winter activity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is now. That's for sure. Well, I mean, we, when I was a kid, that's what we used to do is we would take the trip all the way out to the Macy's and you would just like, you know, look at stuff for a couple hours and. Like that's what I associate. That's what I associate department stores with is being a kid because that's the last time I really yeah. ever went into one. Is and getting orange Julius's or whatever. Yeah, Jamba yeah. Juice. Jamba Juice. Yeah, my mom yeah. bringing us to department stores and looking at all the mm -hmm. stuff, and we'd always buy a bunch of stuff, bring it home. We did it like maybe a couple times a year. It was probably back to school and yeah, probably. Um, yeah, and the Christmas and time. Summer stuff. Yeah, yep. And you got to remember growing up on a farm and going into the big city. Yeah, I was a kid. It was yep. a big deal. It was a big deal. I mean, we might, we might have, you know, generally it was the Buffalo Theater that we'd go see films, but once in a while, maybe like once or twice a year, we'd go to downtown Minneapolis, and go to the Skyway, and then afterwards go across the street to Denopolis. Oh, sure. Uh, and yum, that yum, yum. was a big deal. For sure. You know, that was a big deal. So getting out and driving to Ridgedale, it's like, wow, this is. You know, I, I'm, I sound like a greenhorn, and yeah, I'm a greenhorn, but I, I, 
I'm proud of it, man. It was fun. It, that, maybe, and that's why things are so meaningful to me now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I do the whole movie thing because it was a special time when I was growing up because you just didn't go that often. Oh, no. by the way, this is going to be the 100th parade this year. Oh, wow. It is? Wow. It's the centennial, Jeez. yep. God, Holy crazy. smokes. <laughs> You're right. It's going it's, to, I heard you when <laughs> I came on talking about how. It's just going to be the Macy's parade, it and is. that's it. There's not going to be anything you, else. You know, they that's make those sad. balloons in one of the Dakotas. They do. Well, I guess yep. that's where they got the space to make them. Yeah, that's where they that's where they manufacture those big balloons. I don't know if it's South Dakota or North Dakota. Somebody, I don't know why we were talking to somebody that knew all about the Macy's Day parade. Maybe it was a guest. This site yeah. says that they're made in the official Macy's Parade Studio in New Jersey. No, well, maybe they've changed. That was so a few did, years ago. Did this news come down today then about it them shutting stores? Or? Yep, it's the headline in the Star Tribune: Macy's to close 150 stores amid dip in sales. Yeah, do you remember? I mean, you, you used to go downtown as a kid. Oh yeah, when I was a little boy, and six, seven, eight Dayton's. years old. Yep. I remember taking the bus from Golden Valley, which is right next to Minneapolis. Yes. I'd have to transfer. Oh my god. On uh, Theater Worth sure. Parkway because yep. we didn't have a bus that went. What is it? <laughs> Eight miles yeah, not even. over the city, maybe eight miles. We didn't have a bus service back in those days. As a 14-year-old girl getting on the bus with my friends and going downtown shopping, I would never in a million no. years no. let a kid go shopping no, with no, a friend. No, no, no. no way. Well, yeah, in a million years. An example of that, when I was nine years old, I used to go downtown by myself all the time, and no one ever bothered Nobody me. ever bothered us either. Because I, I lived about a mile and a half, two miles from downtown in North Minneapolis on Plymouth Avenue. <clears throat> Nobody ever bothered me. I walked down there, walked, see everything, and I'd walk back home. It was just fine. I remember wearing our, mm. our uh, elephant pants and our rib-knit shirts. <laughs> <laughs> what are elephant pants? I uh, just what they call wide-leg jeans now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Like they parachute were. pants? What? Not bell-bottoms, a whole leg. Oh. No, the whole leg was, was big. Oh, the whole leg. Wow. The whole leg. Like... Elephant pants. Oh, my God, I had to have a pair. Had to. Brush yeah. denim. Just so like we had, to have, <laughs> we had to have parachute pants in the 80s. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> what a pants. world. I've I never wore seen... Zubas, though. I never wore Zubas. <laughs> Tom, I, I lived did. in Zubas for, what, 15 years? <laughs> it wasn't 15 years. Yeah, it was a good 15 years. two or three years. years. It, was, it was basically, it was pajamas. It was because of Hawk and Animal. They Hawk and Animal owned the company, pajamas. and they were friends of mine. So I supported my friends. Well, that's, that's all I know. Was, so I yeah. didn't know that. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tom, well, then they, yeah. they hit it big, didn't they, with those? Because those Yes, were they did. Yep. My um, my nephew, who is in his twenties, he still wears those. Oh, does what? he? Yeah, he loves parachute those. pants. They're still oh, around. So was, you can like... find them. You can still find them somewhere. Yeah, you can find anything if you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Zuba's things come back around. Sure. Things come Zuba's back around, and they're they're popular again. So, hey, I got a text from Tommy. You guys saw Nyad, huh? Loved it. Yeah, you know, it didn't sound like it was going to be good. And the first 15 (laughs) minutes of it, I was like, this is going to be a huge snore fest. Mm. Because Anne's character, what was... Annette Bennings. Annette Bennings' character. Her kind of monotone, kind of bitchy demeanor. Oh, this is a swimming movie. Yeah. The swimming movie. Yeah, yeah. And yes. it turned into like such an interesting movie. Phenomenal. I mean, how I many people it. it took to do that, and how she—I mean, she was an abrasive kind of obnoxious human being, and 
how her team turned on her and yeah and how many also, it uh, took how many i mean it's an older movie now we're not doing any spoilers i'm guessing no no it came out uh might have been november or something it was netflix original yeah mm-hmm. and uh, how many attempts she had to make to do mm. that and all the sea creatures that are trying to kill you all the time <laughs> yeah, and how they yeah. got around all that oh, true and how but that I, woman had some balls <laughs> I don't know well, else to put it. Chances. And, and uh, you know, you talk about her demeanor, though. I mean, there are things that came out in that movie sure. that were very tragic. And you yes. can understand why she was the way she yep. was. Yeah, yep. totally understandable. But, you know, you didn't know that at first. So you right. just thought she was just kind of a, right. you know, a self-absorbed meanie pants. And, um, mm. you know, but even if when people go through trauma and all that stuff, it does explain it, but it doesn't make the person more likable right you know well, in, a, in a way yeah and yeah. but and then also how great is jody frickin foster she man is terrific oh, she is oh really man good. she is so good she is so good so both of them have been nominated those are the only two nominations i got um uh annette got lead actress best actress nomination for the oscars and the sag awards same with jody oh, supporting they both, supporting they both were great so I can see and, it. And it's one of those, I'm sorry, you can't help but tear up at the end there. And yeah, I love the yeah, real boy. footage. I love all that sort of stuff. And as you notice during the film, I mean, they actually spliced in real footage of her swimming in there, too. Mm-hmm. And so it was an interesting way of going about it. But I really loved it. I really it just again, despite the tragedy, I mean, it really is uh, a feel good movie at the end. I mean, there's no denying that. You know, it's interesting as I talked to a friend of mine who's a big swimmer. He used to be a competitive swimmer, as a matter of fact, many, many years ago. And I asked him, because I think Catherine is the first one who pointed it out, as she was walking up toward the shore in Key West, a guy went out and tried to grab her to help oh, her. No, 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 no. Which no, no. I guess he said would have negated the whole thing. Yeah. It would not have counted. Well, how stupid. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, they they really, really played up that aspect at, at, yeah. at, in the movie because, again, spoiler. Yeah, I mean, people, if you know, I, I'm not a big swimming guy. I've never followed long distance swimming or short for that matter. But I will say that I knew who Diana Nyad was or sure. is. And and so there are certain things. I mean, it makes complete sense. If you touch them, then that is seen as aiding the swimmer. Well, okay. How about when Jodie Foster was feeding her pasta as she's floating (laughs) on her back? But you didn't touch her. But I mean, what happens if she accidentally touched a tooth? I mean, that's it. (laughs) Gotta go back. Okay, what is this about? Not being able to touch what? She swam, 110 she swam miles. from Cuba to Key West. <clears throat> yeah. And it was straight through, which that's but, the thing that surprised me. I thought she's going to have to take breaks to nope. go to the bathroom, eat, drink proper water, rest, something. Nope. It was straight through, but which what, is mind-boggling. But why the can't you touch about her? being yeah. touched a tooth? Yeah, it doesn't what? make sense. I don't, you can't touch the you swimmer. Touch no the one swimmer. can touch the swimmer the entire But way. you can follow them around in a why? boat and feed them? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't that's make a stupid sense. rule. Well, that makes no that's sense. Dumb. Well, I mean, it, it, and that is was a lot more involved than I imagined it would be. I mean, <clears> there are, they got the boat next to them, and there's divers or whatever, just in case, and... 
Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Didn't they have a couple divers go in to? to yes, because the anti-shirky yep. thing wasn't working for a minute, so they were out mm. there with like a ping pong ball and a stick. Oh, yay! That's gonna help. <laughs> it worked. Thanks. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that she did something extraordinary, and boy, you feel it—the yep. emotion. You feel that emotion at the end of the movie, and yeah, yeah. Oh. I I have to see it again. I've only seen it once, but what a great movie. And the other thing that was weird is, okay, so she swam from Cuba to Florida. It's never been done before. Who is the overseer who makes the rules about whether or not it's a proper swim? Like well, the touching and the... I guess it's that. the honor system in that sort of way. I mean, you have, you have a bunch of... How many people... How big was the team? Because, again, you had the oh, divers. Had a... You had the captain of the boat. Right. You had Jody as the trainer. Navigator, trainer, and the two, two shark guys, and the jellyfish woman. So six, six, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, I guess, the honor system. And you would think that if somebody cheated somewhere along the line, somebody won't keep that secret. And right. But <laughs> you know, but if if you if you swam the whole entire way and you got out and you said, you know what, she touched my tooth accidentally while she was feeding me pasta. Oh, yeah. Forget it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like you, that, like you call that just like an accomplishment. If I was the yeah. rule maker, I would let that one slide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I was, or I was, uh, I was treading water by the boat, talking about you know my jellyfish sting on my ankle, and I accidentally touched the boat. She couldn't touch the boat either. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't touch the boat. It's like it's how a wave would smashed me into the boat. I mean. Jeez, too bad. Yeah, well, and then the, also failure. too. I mean, the storm. What didn't they call one of the yeah. attempts because yep. of a nasty storm? Yep, yep. she yep. had to go back, and she didn't want to, but they kind of made her. So you have to see Jodie Foster in uh, True Detective: Night Country now. Yeah, we watched a couple episodes already. Oh, that's right, we forgot about oh, that. People have yeah. started watching that again. I've heard some yeah, people you know, be like, "It's it's not good." <laughs> Some people, uh, yeah, you know what? This is the first True Detective season that I've seen. So I don't have any of the others um, to compare it to. Mm -hmm. The so first one I, was Woody on Harrelson and Woody Harrelson. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. And that was a good one. Mm -hmm. And I, apparently the second was terrible. Yeah. And the third one was okay. And so now I'll probably go back. But, you know, for stuff to fall <laughs> off, I get it because... You know, I'm watch. I was. I finished that, but obviously, I'm watching uh, Capote versus the Swans, and that's oh god, easy. yes, that is really oh, yeah. good. So you gotta, you know, at least with that, you know, it's week to week, so you gotta wait for those and kind of either mark it on a calendar in your brain that it's coming up on Thursday. Uh, and I think there's how many they've been through now? Four or five? Five, I think. Five, yeah. Three yeah. more to go. Yeah, there are eight of them. And I really hope that they get if if this is uh, typifies how good the feud seasons are. Mm -hmm. I yeah. cannot wait for the next because it's been seven years since that first one. Right, right. So they can't do another seven year stretch. They got to find something else. And I I guess I was somewhat taken aback when I heard it was Capote versus the Swans. First of all, because I never heard of the Swans. Right. And then that's why it's fascinating, though, because you do discover these high society people that Capote effectively hated, mm -hmm. you know, because he he grew up poor and and just he was always the outsider looking in. And, 
he turned their back on him in a way. And now we're going to find out whether he died a lonely man or, or whether they reconciled, you know, he wasn't exactly a lovable man either. No, (laughs) no, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. But my God, what a, what a great show that is. So, so I haven't found anything that's really grabbed me since that point. Um, I did start watching Mr. And Mrs. Smith, uh, which, which is with Donald Glover and Maya Erskine uh, is her name. She is Mrs. Smith and Donald is Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. And um, first couple episodes is slow and really awkward at times. But the third episode, it starts to get really entertaining. So I really like that. I really like that, too. So there's some good stuff. It's reliable. You know, at, granted, you got a lot more choices, but. Going to the theater every week, it's not necessarily a, a gimme that you're going to see a good movie. So, but I did tell Tommy, Ordinary Angels with uh, that fella, apparently you uh, liked it when Reacher took his shirt off. Is that what it was? Yeah, Catherine. Catherine? You like that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He keeps his shirt on here, but uh, sorry, sorry. But uh, it's an extraordinary true story. It's a faith-based movie, actually. But it's not a preachy, wag-your-finger sort of go-to-church movie. It is more just about goodness and people doing good without being asked to do good. Just out of the, you know, being giving of their own heart and stuff like that. And Hilary Swank is in it and Nancy Travis and Alan mm-hmm. Richardson. And it's a terrific movie. Yeah, we want to see that one. I tell you, for, for Andy and Alex, I don't, you've probably never seen Reacher. Nope. Uh, the guy who plays Reacher is about 6'4". He's a professional weightlifter back in the day. This boy is put together. When he takes his shirt off in about the fourth episode, <laughs> even I had to get out of the room. I was like, my God. You're watching him and you feel kind of inadequate. Yeah, you, you kind of feel inadequate. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Well, I think i got to be honest with you. Television is the best it's ever been. It certainly is. and It is. It, you know, it's... Yeah, these shows still cost a lot of money to make, but mm-hmm. not as much. And, you know, it just seems that they're throwing money at movies just trying to make them work. And most of the time, even if they spend $300 million, they don't work. That's true. And mm-hmm. here, I guess maybe the biggest advantage, and this isn't anything novel to streaming shows, but. Anytime you have a great TV show, it's about the writing. It's about being able to stretch that story out and fill in those holes that you can't fill in those blanks in that compressed two-hour time period. 
So maybe that's why. Maybe because they're they're getting time to breathe and tell an actual story and not being limited by the number of episodes. They could do seven episodes. It's so weird how these things are. They come out and it's like, yeah, okay, well, there's only five. Well, there's only seven or there's nine or whatever. There's they kind of there's no parameters, which I really like too. I mean, they want to tell the story they want to tell. They get the adequate amount of time to do it, and it works. It doesn't. One thing that is kind of sad, and you're going back to, you know, Capote versus the Swans and Reacher and all the rest of it. Um, they're very, very sad, sad and all the rest of it. But these, the Tom Hollander <laughs> nails Capote. It is yeah, unbelievable really how good he is. He he is real. This is this is the movie that's going to finally give him all the accolades and yeah, stuff he deserves. Yep. And, Man. you know, you go back and I, because of this, I went back to look at Philip Seymour Hoffman and it's mm-hmm. a much different Capote there. Yes. You know, it's a very Terrific. serious Capote. Yep. He's going to interview this guy in jail. It's, you know, about the writing in cold blood. And, you know, this is kind of like the high society Capote, the very you know, whimsical sort of guy, mm-hmm. you know, um, who would tell he, he was they invited him to parties to tell stories. Right. And the way he would tell stories is, is just unbelievable. And you don't get that with, with that. Or there's another one called infamous with a great actor named Toby Jones, who, again, I wish he would get the sort of recognition he deserves, Mm -hmm. but Tom Hollander really takes his character and does things with it that, that nobody else has done before. And when you go back and look at, the lost tapes capote the lost tapes which is also on hulu mm-hmm. it's like man you this guy is this is capote capote's been resurrected you're right <laughs> yeah it's almost you're scary right. yeah well so, by the same token though you got annette benning and jody foster and oh, i yeah. had just nailed it they were both phenomenal oh and that's why it's great having that real footage because yep. you see those people yep. it's like oh my god this they this is the casting is amazing <laughs> you know, I, I, because you're watching the story and it's like, OK, well, obviously you got to get somebody to resemble Nyad. But, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense that you just happen to be lucky enough that Jodie Foster looks like uh, her real life trainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's so great. I love her so much. She is is just nailed everything and, and a great director, too. I mean, she really is multi-talented. One thing that's kind of sad about that. And Catherine, and I talked about it about. I don't know, one-third of the way into the movie. Every great achievement like that, and I mean every great achievement like that, is driven by misery. Isn't that sad? Mm. Well, I, yeah, you're yep. you're running away from demons, I guess. Yep. <clears throat> I guess no that's the whole thing that. with acting, too. I mean, not with every single actor, but certainly the whole idea of taking a break from yourself and being somebody else has to yes. be appealing to somebody who's yep. been damaged in the past. Some aren't. Some are just natural. At I, I don't know. I, I you wonder what sort of hole that everybody has in their soul that makes them want to act. Oh yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, it's lot. true. It's very true. Um, and you know, talking about her demeanor again, uh, Catherine. It, it was really just about her, all about her. And Jody at one point, yeah, said, "Hey, wait a second here." I've been with you this whole way. I've never, it's never been about me at all, but Hey, I'm here too. Right. So that, that's what really balanced the story out. You know, they could have just made it this, 
two-hour-long feel-good thing. But no, no. I mean, it's kind of a warts and all telling of these people that mm-hmm. you know, they could be jerks and and everything like and and we're confronted as such like by jody's character and 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 uh yeah it just was a great a great movie that really didn't quite get all of the recognition it deserved i mean again those are big nominations don't get me wrong with the acting sure but you know it it really deserved more and one movie that and we haven't talked since you've seen it i mentioned it to tom briefly last friday catherine American fiction. Oh God! <laughs> How brilliant a of a movie is that? You're drawing a blank on American fiction. I am. You Jeffrey love Wright, American. Jeffrey Wright. He's the author. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, oh, I love that God. movie. That's a great Fantastic. movie. That's a really good movie. It was nominated for you know, a lot of Oscars, but it it actually won like an Independent Spirit Award uh, last weekend. Uh, you know, so it's a sort of movie. I guess sometimes the big win is the fact that these movies are nominated and they they, they kind of bubble up to the top. So people in the public eye, they can see them and know, oh, wow, that sounds interesting. What's that about? And that's the big win for them is to get the work seen, sure. not necessarily the awards that come along with it. But I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't feel bad. If Jeffrey Wright won Best Actor, I wouldn't feel oh, bad. God, no. Sterling no. K. Brown. Sterling yeah. K. Brown is so freaking hilarious in this movie. Oh, everybody's great. Everybody is great in that movie. Mm-hmm. For yes. for Andy and Alex, if you haven't heard of American Fiction, it's about a black man in America who writes a book claiming yep. because he hates the fact that you're either treated poorly because you're black or treated better than because you're black. Mm-hmm. It's never right down the middle. I mean, it's just a brilliantly written movie, very well acted, and he nailed that role. Oh, he did. Yeah, nice. it, it's amazing. It, it's just one of those wonderful surprises when, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you, you see it and it's like, okay, nominate. So a lot of times, you know, people, they nominate films that people have never heard of, and sometimes you look at them and, what is it called? Anatomy of a Fall. It's nominated yeah. for Best Picture, Best Actress, and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting (laughs) why. I mean, it's a good movie. But then you get something like American Fiction, and it's like, yes, yes, this deserves the nomination. This belongs up there with all the best movies of the year. And it truly is. Well, and it's so nice to see um, an original story Mm -hmm. for a switch because so many, so many movies have been redone with black people in them and it's like well that's not really an oscar thing to do a redo you know what i mean but this is an original story yeah it's great with you know real characters it just felt like great writing the whole it was just all good oh yeah and this core jefferson that's his first picture that he directed and he wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. yeah, and wow Wow, what an amazing debut. And I do believe the Directors Guild not, uh, honored him for that, too. So, you they know, the, the film is getting, you know, and it really shouldn't be about the awards anyway. I'm kind of bumming out because the Screen Actors Guild uh, gave out their awards last weekend and Killian Murphy won for Oppenheimer, which is hard to argue. Yeah. But yeah, Paul Giamatti has won pretty much everything up to this point. It's like, oh, man, the guy's been around for so long. He's done 
he he's terrific in the holdovers. He deserves it for the holdovers, but sometimes you just come up against that competition where yeah, Oppenheimer's going to take everything. And holdovers it, was a really good movie too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a it's great, been... great year for those sorts. You know, smaller movies. You know, yeah, like well, I think everybody's hungry for an actual real story instead of some warmed over thing that's been done so many times. Well, that's what I don't get about the whole Oscar thing. You know, they, they do raise the profile of these smaller movies, but then th th those are a mere handful. Then the rest of the year, they're dedicated to just making the big budget. Right. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars that, again, it's getting to the point where it's impossible to make your money back. So why do it? Why not concentrate on these smaller movies again? They've been, I, I tell you, we're in a very hot period. I've seen so many things in the last three, four, five years that I thought were fantastic. And you look back at the Marlon Brandos of the world and the mm. John Waynes of the world and all those big team movie stars and all the rest of it, they were phenomenal. These people are people you've never even heard of, and they just nail it. It's, it's great yeah. that, that acting has, has taken another step forward. It's wonderful. Mike yeah. wants, well, Mike wants to know if you have seen Masters of the Air yet. No, Mike, I haven't. Actually, I have. Tom oh, have? texted me. Tom texted me and said, "What was that Apple TV show?" And Mike, I do remember because I told Tommy in the text. Yes, Mike from Blaine uh, said Masters of the Air is on Apple TV Plus. So I told Tom that. So I recommended it to Tom, but I haven't seen it. And Catherine's watched it. We saw an episode, and Tom is just ugh, a war movie. I'm not big on war movies. And I like war either. movies, probably because my dad was in the war. Mm. And, you know, mm. it's kind of part of who he he was. So I like war movies. I don't know why. I mean, it's I guess it it always reminds me of, you know, f what happened. So, I mean, yeah. why we have freedom is because these people yeah. went and did this. And it's just amazing to me that you can talk people <laughs> into doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In the first place, and what kind of system we have that makes people go to war? It's it's pretty fascinating to well, me. Well, one thing that I will say, and and I, I think there is at least one war movie that Tom was on board with in the last couple of years, nineteen seventeen, mm -hmm. where they yes. followed the two British soldiers. It was basically yep. the point of view all the way through one take. Not really, but, yeah. you know, they, they gave you the illusion it was one take. And what an amazing movie that is. Yes. So, and, and, and it's unique because it gives you an idea of what it was like for a soldier. You're looking at it from right. their viewpoint. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certainly one, um, ones out there. And then, you know, Kevin Costner, and I know Kristen has talked about this, certainly the grand ambitions to bring the Western back. And right. He's got a two parts, uh, two movies coming out in the summer, or like June and August or something like that. He wants to make it a four part deal. So I admire the fact that those movies still exist because they easily couldn't. But you need people with the clout to right. do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Costner has the clout. Doesn't have all the money. <laughs> he doesn't have all the money yet to do three and four. But he certainly is a name that can get stuff made. And so we got to be thankful for that. That's for sure. All right. Any closing words from the troop? No, I'll talk with you on Friday. And what am I going to? Oh, Dune 2. Dune 2? 
Yeah, Dune Part and all the critics are just loving the hell out of this movie. So it's like, mm, don't do that to me. Don't lose <laughs> my expectations. You don't want to do that because when the expectations are raised, and it's like boom. But we'll see. Uh, the first one I thought was okay. I know Ralph yeah. Ralph Basham didn't like it at all. Right. So right. you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. So we're starting to get into uh, something that may might res- rescue the box office because the box office has been really really terrible mm-hmm. for two months of the year it's true andy alex anything you want to want to get in at the end here nope can't think, can't of anything. think of anything i have one other thing to add last week of course i couldn't do the show because i talked with adam sandler oh, right yeah. and like he did the first time 26 years later I was wearing my Viking, I'm not wearing it now, but I was wearing my Vikings hat, and I pointed that out. <laughs> he, since he was a kid, he followed, and he named them all, Chuck Foreman, Fran Tarkenton, oh, yeah. Alan Page, and Jim Marshall. Yep. He said, I love the, the, the Vikings, the, the classic Vikings, because my dad did. And mm-hmm. he, he was like big fans of all those guys growing up. And then 26 years later, he said the same thing. It was really cool, you know, to know that. I, I, I wonder if he's ever discussed that with Swartzen because isn't isn't Swartzen, he's like a massive Vikings fan. Right? Oh, yes, God, he yes. Is. <clears throat> yep. God, I haven't talked to Nick in a couple, about a year. Really? It's been about a year since I've seen Nick. It's been a while. I don't even know but, the last time I saw him. Yeah. But since I only had five minutes, I couldn't even get that in. I was going to, afterwards, it's like, God, I should have mentioned Swartzen's name because obviously... Yeah, you know he's a, he's a diehard Vikings fan. So, but you take the time you can get, and actually it was Adam and Paul Dano together. So oh, okay. imagine that situation, trying to get an interview in in five minutes, and they're screwing oh. around with each other and all that stuff. But it was fun. It was fun. But it's always great to hear uh, how how people have love for the purple. They do all the way over in New Hampshire. So that's good. <laughs> yes, that's they where do. He grew up. He, he grew yeah. up in New Hampshire. Yeah. Catherine, anything? Close? I got nothing. All right, that is going to do it. We will talk to you tomorrow. See ya.